The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. One step away, forward in motion, know where I've been, know where I'm going, voices rise up. In line with me, put your hands up, get on your feet. Oh, 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 oh. This is my circle, this is my tribe. Leaning together, we know we're all on the same side. We are stars in the same sky. Circle of stars in the same big sky. We burn in brighter than before, we shine in all forevermore. Welcome to another episode of Voices of Unity. It's your boy, Rev Skip. Aloha, it is Faith Rivera, and we are waiting on our chat, but we are happy to be here, right, for another day to talk about, well, everyday practical spirituality. Living your another, best life. Living your well, best life. Come on, Rev Skip. You know, but here's the, here's the thing, but I, you know, that, that term has become so trendy. I was just talking to Chris Michaels about that. Everyone's talking about living your best life, living your best life, living yeah. Suppose your best life is just getting up out of bed, girl. It is. It is. That's right. That's right. It's a mindset. It is. It, it, it could it be, is. you know, whatever it is. But anyway, how you doing, boo-boo? How yeah, you no, doing? You, right. Are you living your best life? Oh, yeah, and it ain't all champagne and, you know, pedicures. <laughs> I had a pedicure yesterday. It was a good pedicure. One thing I ask in my yoga class all the time, answer one very important question. Look yes. down at your toes. Do you need a pedicure? That's the most important <laughs> yoga question that we can ask. Do you need a pedicure? Well, yeah. I, I would disappoint you. So that oh, my, my, goodness. my toes are not living their best life. But because of that, me saving money the way the husband likes. So well, happy the, husband, happy, happy wife. husband, happy <laughs> husband. Chad. Hey, Chad, Chad, what's going on? How you doing? Welcome. Welcome to hey, the party. Y'all. It's good. Yes, to, to the party. The party. It's good to see y'all today. Yeah. <laughs> We're just talking about manicures and pedicures. Is that something that's in your radar? On a regular? Listen, I, I'll tell you, I, I got a manicure for the first time, <gasps> oh my like, gosh. a couple of years ago. Oh, a couple of years um, ago. Okay. 
and I, uh, I, uh, I, 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 I can't say that I'm a big fan. Oh, see, it's just you know? like the first time you meditate. The first time you meditate, people go, "I'm not a big fan," and then they get into it. They do it again. <laughs> Manicure pedicures is the practice of self care, brother. <laughs> you better give with the program. So. You better give it a program. So they got that that spinny thing on my fingers, and it just started to burn. And I thought, you know, I'm I'm good on this today. <laughs> no, 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 no! Tell them don't use. It's called a buffer. Tell them not to use the buffer. They don't have to. They're cleaning you up. It's okay. the best kept secret Perhaps, ever of yeah. self care. You can have your best life without you know pretty nails and toes. Not to say they're oh, not. Okay, well, let's talk about self care. Let's uh, y'all okay, y'all getting your massages on a regular. You get your massages. No. I I actually <laughs> with this past show I started to do that for the first time in my life. See, wow. and that was big. That right. Was big. Wow. It All right. So really, it's helpful. baby steps, as Abraham it would say. It's baby steps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is. Oh my it gosh. Is. Oh How my you gosh. living, Chad? What's going on, brother? You know we're we're doing all right. We're uh, we're we we finished our um our big event uh yeah. last a couple of weeks ago with Arkansas Shakespeare and it was a sold out crowd so we were really thrilled. Um, um we live streamed it <laughs> so that was cool. Yay. Um uh and now we're kind of we're going in hibernation <laughs> which you got to do sometimes yes. and we'll start back up producing in in January. So so we're doing good down here. Um uh Sharon's healthy, the baby to be is healthy too. We just got good. some, uh, had some ultrasounds last week. So we're really excited. Everything's coming on. Really well. Hey, yeah. Faith, do you notice Chad is talking about hibernation in places that cold? They use <laughs> words like hibernation. You and me, we're in the tropics. We don't use words like hibernation. I'm feeling you, brother. I'm like going, Woo you cold. Oh, yes. What's the weather like where you at, brother, in Arkansas? What is it like? It's 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 uh it's we're down in the 30s and 40s and it's kind of no yeah. yeah, a little yucky. Today. Thank you. I'm living in Florida. Thank you. I'm living in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Well, this, this, is my cold, this is my cold weather. Is when I come in here to record with you guys, I've turned on my I AC know. and wear a jacket. So there you go. I'm turning on my AC. I'm like going. Where's my cover? I'm cold. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. <laughs> I'm very jealous. <laughs> We'll send you one. We love you. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> Faith, how you living, sis? What's going on with you? Oh, you know, something fun that happened from, you know, between now now and last week was I got to write with this young artist, Jalen, here in Honolulu. And what I love about her is not only her sunny disposition, her, um, you know, respect for the craft, but she's like a heart-based hustler like i mean she just keeps showing up and she has you know we're calling it luck slash good vibes like many wonderful things have dropped into her young career she's written with a you know artist that uh, in china and the song has gone you know viral and um and she's writing with me and we have a great chemistry so i'm foreseeing a really great partnership as we create more material um you know for tv and films so she's my unicorn my little baby unicorn songwriting sister <laughs> What's a heart-based hustler? I like that word. I think we have to use yes. that in my talk. Heart-based heart hustler. Heart hustler. Explain to me, what is a heart-based hustler? Oh my gosh. Faith, what is that? What, what it means is that, oh my gosh, I was talking with our guest before, so I'm already tying him in, but you know, she's connected with what's true for her. And yes, she shows up in the world. You know, she like call, she follows through. That's part of it, I believe, in the industry is the people that show up 
and follow mm. through and then you mm -hmm. add the talent that's heart-based and you want to be around her heart-based means she comes with love she comes with positivity and uh, there's no jadedness in this in this young artist what? So, yeah heart-based hustler i love heart -based hustler. it what about you well we yep. just you know i want to i'm going to say big shout out to csl for lauradale because we just won an award <gasps> tell oh, us really we won from the South Florida Gay News. We won award as best spiritual center. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's great. That's and that award has been held for the last 10 years with Sunshine Cathedral. Oh my gosh. And this is the oh. first year and they put in there and it's attuned to the charismatic leadership of <laughs> Reverend Skip Jennings. Oh. You know. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, it's not, it's not about winning awards, but this one feels nice. Okay. I shared on this <laughs> yes. podcast of just the challenges of moving yes. from L.A. to Florida. Yes. Let me tell you, this has been a heck of a year. And just, you know, becoming senior minister and then moving and then getting to get leadership and a board underneath us. It's one of those things that we get to see that we progress and we're doing some good things oh here God. so we're celebrating this is your beyond moment with the hair and the fan that you were talking about so, <laughs> so if i walked around there would be my beyonce moment <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, so i have a lot to be grateful for as we're moving into thanksgiving um thanksgiving celebration and i ran the poll that i ran last week on the last episode uh, marshmallows or no marshmallows on your candy yams <laughs> Yes. No marshmallows won on the okay. morning on Inside Timer or Friday morning. We took the poll. It was like, no, <laughs> ill. What you talking about? Sweet on sweet. Why you did? There was a hundred of us answering that one question. Marshmallows and no marshmallows on candy yams. Oh. Yeah. I'm good. It's, it's good to know. So we celebrate yeah. gratitude for winning best spiritual community in South Florida, and also that we don't put marshmallows on our candy yams. Oh, yes. Amen. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. All right, Faith, we got a great guest on, one of your friends and soon to be our friends of the show. Can you please introduce our guests and who's coming uh, on this space? Yes, yes, yes. A, a sweet friend. He's a change maker, an artist, a leader of change makers. This is John Rotz. He's the founder and CEO of the Visioneering Group. It's a transformational marketing and public relations agency that links spirit, vision, and holistic values with compassionate communication, all to promote a positive and sustainable future. Isn't that sounding so awesome? Okay. He has worked closely with conscious leaders and artists like Eckhart Tolle and Jim Carrey and on films like What the Bleep and so many more. He is the founder of the Global Alliance for Transformational Entertainment. And uh, we all need to know about this and what John has to share from his huge, huge, insightful heart. So welcome, John. We are so happy. Hi, thank, you. thank you very much. What's, what's happening, my brother? I remember um, hearing about you when I first saw What the Bleat, and that was at Agape mm -hmm. International Spiritual Center, the sanctuary, and the sanctuary is being played. It was actually one of the places where, where we first saw it, where it was like pre premiered. And I'm going, What the Bleat? That's a cool name. What the Bleat? <laughs> so, it's so awesome. Welcome to our show, man. It's, it's an honor to have you, and thank you for the work you do on the planet. Thank Glad you so much. Um, you have that cool guitar, the guitar, as my brother Chad would say from 
Arkansas. <laughs> the guitar back there behind you. What is that? That is such a cool design. Well, all of you are probably too young to remember the rock band Cream in the late 60s, early 70s. I don't know be some yeah. Cream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. featuring Eric Clapton and that guitar. Uh, the the original version of that guitar was played by Eric Clapton, and I happened to get the uh, the second replica of it, and it was painted wow. by an artist collective in Holland. The artist collective called the Fool, and they are the ones who painted the Beatles' uh, Apple headquarters. You know, all those psychedelic oh. colors. Mm. Oh my gosh! So they were pretty pretty amazing collective back then. I just want to have my 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 we're not worthy moments. <laughs> we're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're all worthy. Uh, we're all worthy. We're all worthy. That's so dope. So John, I mean, so talking about that guitar, you came with these dreams of being a rock star, right? And somehow, some way, something else yeah. was calling you. Um, yeah. Can you share about that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So. Um, I started playing guitar when I was about eight years old, uh, largely because, you know, I felt rejected and, uh, you know, in school and with friends and things like that. So I retreated to the comfort of my bedroom and a guitar that my parents had bought me. And I pretty much stayed put for about three years, uh, just woodshedding in my bedroom and learning, you know, putting on the old vinyl albums and slowing the 33 and a third down to 16 tuning my guitar to it and then slowly learning the notes. And, you know, by the time I came out of, of seclusion, um, I guess I was pretty good. And I started playing in rock bands with guys who were like 19, 20, 21. And long story short, uh, you know, we started opening for Bob Seger and Alice Cooper and a lot of big national touring bands. And we became pretty prominent. And I had my first experience of stepping out on a stage in front of thousands of people and being terrified and then realizing, oh, they're all my friends. So mm -hmm. even if I don't know them by name, they're all my friends. And I relaxed and everything went there. And we were mentored by the rock band Grand Funk Railroad, which was a huge wow. band, one of the Very largest cool. bands back in the day. And mm. we both came from Flint, Michigan. And we opened a lot of times for Iggy and the Stooges and the MC5 and all these kind of iconic bands. So it was quite a quite a journey. But as fate would have it, karma, fate, whatever. Um, in 1967, the Beatles came out with Sgt. Peppers and they went to India to study med meditation with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. And I saw that and I saw, wow, the Stones are there and Donovan is there and the Beatles and all these Paul Horn, all these great musicians. And I wanted to learn meditation, but in my in my hometown of Flint, Michigan, there wasn't an instructor at that time. So I picked up all kinds of books and, and other techniques until the teacher came to Flint and I learned transcendental meditation. And I became a teacher a few years later and I've been teaching ever since. Wow. Beautiful. That is that, you know, we, there's so much to get to today. But one thing just to, to kind of uh, dovetail off of what you're saying, um, just this uh, this idea of teaching meditation. And, and I know that one of the things that you do is is teaching TM to creatives and things like that. And and I thought that was just fascinating. And I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about uh, how that is different or the same from just regular um, TM uh, instruction. Yeah. So it's actually the same technique. So all certified teachers of transcendental meditation all teach the same way. 
But I chose to work with creatives in whatever form their creativity takes. And there are uh, points that I make during that uh, presentation, that, that learning experience, that you know may not be said in, in the uh, conventional TM course. So I really gear it. For example, now I'm going to get a little bit esoteric if you allow me, but in please, the, please. <laughs> in the Rig Veda, uh, there's a beautiful uh, sentence. It says, knowledge is structured in consciousness and knowledge is different in different states of consciousness. Well, I took that and I paraphrased it. Creative works are structured in consciousness and are expressed differently in different states of consciousness. So that's part of our gate nomenclature. And so, you know, those are the kinds of things I want creatives to understand, to realize, to experience that their inner life largely determines their creative output and their success in life. So mm -hmm. that's what this nonprofit organization that I started focuses on, is on the, the personal and professional elements of a creative's life. Mm, wow. That's so cool. But I got to ask one question, because back in the day, y'all were meditating, but y'all were taking some good stuff too back then to expand your consciousness. You know, I like to go there. You see this <laughs> backdrop behind me. I'm all about that. I always have fantasized about what that time was like, because oh. y'all were really touching some some real deep other you know transformational zones and and and, and other houses y'all were tra traveling into and i believe it it's part of the healing i believe that's a, that's something that we we all need to do to go into that healing zone tell me a little bit about that time well uh you'll make me cry <laughs> um, it was a very powerful time and um I would never change it. I would never want to do anything differently in that regard. And you know, back in that time, I can remember getting Sgt. Pepper's and I can remember getting Dark Side of the Moon when it first came out and so many other albums. And a group of us, sometimes my bandmates, sometimes our extended friends, we would go into a room and we'd put the album on, we'd burn candles and incense, and we may have some colored lights, lava lamps, that whole thing. It sounds kind of hokey at this point, but back then it was very powerful. And we would sit in chairs and close our eyes and trip. And we would just listen to the music. And every once in a while, somebody would say something, and then we'd all kind of key into that. It might lead us into another direction. And then we'd get quiet again and come back to the music. And then afterwards, when, when we completed listening to the album, there was a lot of silence in the room at the time. And it was a ritual. It was an initiation. And uh, at the end, we would enter into these very beautiful multilogues, if you will. We were having these lovely conversations um, about philosophical aspects of music, of life, spirituality, and sharing. So it was extremely powerful. And we didn't, do, we, I didn't, I will say, I didn't use drugs at that time uh, to feel good. I, I did it as a sacrament. I did it as a step of growth. Um, it wasn't just to get high for the sake of getting high. And, you know, it really, it did open so many dimensions within us, so many unseen, uncovered dimensions. Um, but 
you know, when I, when I, when I started to seriously meditate at 17, everything prior to that time was, you know, experimentation, all of the books and, and techniques and what have you that I tried up to that time. At 17, I completely stopped taking drugs, drinking. I was drinking from the time I was 11 to 17. Boone's Farm, you know, the, the, the element of choice. Mm -hmm. And wow. I stopped all of wow. that. And I, I, I completely, I actually changed my friends. I mean, everything changed for me because in my very first experience of serious meditation, um, when it was over, I, I said to myself, I only want God. And that's the direction that my life took me in until uh, 79 when I moved to California and I was bitten by the entertainment bug again. And I started working with magician Doug Henning and I worked with actor Ned Beatty uh, on, on several movies and you know everything unfolded from there. But Ned and I actually started, well, in actually 78, I started uh, a company called Vena Productions. And the tagline of Vena was the company devoted to the full development of the entertainer and the entertainment industry. And that was in 78. And then with Ned in 79, we started a rather pretentious sounding organization, but it was the Council for the Enlightenment of the Entertainment Industry. Wow. So those Ooh. became sort of the precursors to, to getting, which, was, which, which occurred to me in 2003. <laughs> What I, what I love that you said, and, and that just touched my heart today in yoga class, I said, there are people who know about God, there are people who know God, but then there are people who are in love with God. They're in love with knowing this energy as ourself, and I'm learning what that means, and that's a journey. And falling in love with God and knowing that God's in love with me is probably the greatest growth ever, and I think faith, I'm the unicorn today. I don't know. I'm the happy one. <laughs> I'm going there. I'm the unicorn. I'll bend my, my little, what do you call my horn? <laughs> Your horns. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Hearing John talk about it, because, you know, you hear about the 60s. You know, I, I just hear about it. You see all the stereotypical things. But to hear you share it from your heart, I get a little bit maybe of what that time was like. And I mean, I feel like we need that again, where people sit together and listen and, and go deep. And but as a plant medicine kind of virgin, I'm mostly a plant medicine virgin. Um, I love in your story, because I was going to ask him, like, is it necessary? Because there's a resurgence and I have friends and you're saying it isn't to, to it, feel. Well, you know, to me, it's um, not. Okay. Um, okay. To someone else, maybe. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I, my experience is that meditate, the, 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 the experience of what I would call true meditation brought me what I was looking for. And the nature of that something that I was looking for. Or has changed over the decades mm -hmm. to the point now where, you know, there's an expression, something I was a seeker, but now I'm a finder, something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I feel like what my experience is today is ultimately back then what I was seeking. And now it's come to fruition and it's more of a living experience. So, you know, yes, there are formal experiences of, of meditation, but life itself is the meditation and the experience of day-to-day -day life. If you relate mm -hmm. to it, I would say properly, that becomes a meditation. And it, and it really brings up that value of silence in all that we do, whatever work we're doing, whatever conversations we're having, whatever connections we're enjoying, 
you know, it all gets imbued with the energy of that silence. You know, Eckhart Tolle might refer to it as presence. The presence moves from the background to the foreground and just becomes, you know, your experience. And, and the other thing, too, and then I'll hand it over to Chad. The other thing, too, I want to say is that there are moments, and I know this with talking, you know, going through my shaman initiation and working with other shamans and working with other mystics. And there might be a time that if you were, you know, you experimented back then or you did that, that there might be an opening that says, hey, there's a ceremony that's awaiting for you because that is a new development of life. But I also know that there are practices that can get us that high with no chemicals. There's breath work. There are things that we can do. There's trance dance, there's throwing on the music and feeling the vibration. There's Qigong, there's yoga that can get you right to that same place of where we experience it in plant medicine. I believe plant, like you were saying, Faith, is that gateway, but it doesn't have to stay there. And then once you are taking it on a regular, you have to ask yourself, why do I keep taking this when I've already gotten through that in that plant medicine? Yeah. So. This is a also, whole journey and conversation we need to talk about, you know. The nature of, of that experience uh, may be surprising to some people further down the road. Um, it's not necessarily flashy. Uh, in, my, in my experience, it's actually much more subtle, more universal. Um, you could even use rather grand terms like infinite, unbounded, eternal silence. And it becomes the groundwork, it becomes the bedrock of your living experience. And I think that, you know, I mean, you know, people often ask me before they learn meditation, oh, am I going to hear angels singing and all of this celestial music and, and sounds and what have you? And it's like, you know, who knows, maybe, but maybe not. And it may not even be necessary. Um, all of that feeds the mind. It's not necessarily a function of consciousness or presence. So it depends, you know, on what your highest purpose is. If you if you're seeking flashiness, then okay, then knock yourself out with things that are flashy. If you're seeking um, a deeper value of that experience, then that maybe requires a little bit of a different path. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think about you spoke of purpose and and you spoke of Eckhart Tolle as well. And I think about in some of his books, he talks about, you know, our primary purpose and then our our secondary purpose going through life. Um, and, and, and I think if from from the outside, if someone were to look at uh, the title of your organization, Gate Global Alliance for Transformational Entertainment, they might say, well, the entertainment industry in, in California and L.A. is over here. And then here's spirituality. And how do how are those meeting one another? So I wonder if you could talk about the marriage of, yeah. of, of, of that secondary primary and, and how that came together in Gate. Yeah, that's a beautiful question. And thanks for asking that. And, you know, um, what I realized at a certain point in time is that everything that has happened to me in my life has actually been moving me in a particular direction. And I didn't know it at the time when I was in it and doing this or that or the other thing. But it's only in retrospect that I looked back and I saw, oh, Here's why this happened and this and this, that there actually is a purpose to our lives. And since mine was rooted in consciousness, if you will, from a very early age, I had my first spiritual experiences when I was 11 years old, and they were profound and they impacted me and they directed me. 
I didn't know they were directing me until much later in life, but they were. So what I, you know, since my dharma, if you will, sort of the relative aspect of my life was entertainment, arts, media from a very young age. Naturally, as that consciousness is blossoming, as it is moving into your life and penetrating in all of the nooks and crannies of your life, you know, naturally, I begin thinking about, well, how do I bring this into my music? How do it's not just lyrically, how do I bring the energy of that consciousness into my music? How do I bring it into other forms of, of artistic pursuits, whether it's it's photography or the ancient art of marbling paper or whatever, all, all of my pursuits, you know, I'm looking at, at that and saying, you know, but all of these artistic expressions are expressions of consciousness itself. So that must mean that if I can get in touch with the deeper aspect or aspects of who I am, that that will somehow manifest in my work, my art. And in fact, it did. And then when I realized, you know, I, I realized it at, at, a, at a relatively early age, John, uh, well, actually, I realized when I got to California, dude, you're never going to be a rock star. Hang it up. Because there are people who are not only better than you, but you don't have the looks to be a rock star. So, you know, OK, fine. So I'm going to go on the business side of it. <laughs> and that's when I started working with the magician Doug Henning and Ned Beatty, and I, I I worked for Dolores Robinson Management, and we met at Martin Sheen and LeVar Burton and, and Patty Davis Reagan and Emilio Estevez and Keenan Waynes. And then after I did that, I thought, I got to start my own management company. So I formed John Roth's Management. And there I managed Billy Preston. People call him the fifth Beatle. You <laughs> saw the recent documentary. He kind of saved the Beatles right in the middle. And I worked with uh, Al Stewart, Year of the Cat, and Taste of Honey and all these different bands that I managed. But here's the deal. I brought a different mental, emotional consciousness ethos to how I interacted with those folks. So I, I had several acts on Capitol Records at the time. And Steve Buckley, one of the heads of A&R, called me into his office one day and he said, John, you're doing such amazing things for this particular artist. You know, and I just want you to know we acknowledge that because you're really different from every other manager that comes through this door and you know i'm not the i wasn't the manager who took his shoe off and beat it on the desk and making demands i was the manager that wasn't you that wasn't me and i i i decided i've got to think creatively i got to think i got to let spirit influence my ideas that i present to the record label on behalf of the artist that's how I brought that in. That's how I got things done, you know, with Capitol Records. I literally lived at the Capitol Tower for, for three or four <laughs> years, you know, while, while I had artists on the label. And I, I was very careful not to ang anger anybody or piss anybody off. I always thought from the highest place, how can I achieve this without offending anybody, without making anybody feel badly? So naturally that happened. And then when I saw, you know, after working with creatives for so many years, and I saw their struggles on so many levels. And I thought, what can we do? How can we help these artists? And, you know, I, I've had the great pleasure and honor to work with Jim Carrey for about 18 years. He's my friend. And I've worked on many projects with him. And being around Jim is like, is like being around this, this infinite fountain of creativity that never stops expressing. It's always creating always, always creating. And I've worked with many others. 
And I can see in all of their lives, yes, there are still challenges at no matter what level you're at, there are challenges. And how do we overcome those challenges? And I'm not interested in the Band-Aid approach to overcoming challenges. I prefer the holistic approach that the, 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 from the standpoint of wholeness itself. And that's inside. And that is consciousness. That is presence. So yeah. it only made sense. Our, 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 our vision statement for GATE is creative artists transforming the world by transforming entertainment, arts, and media from within. That's so dope, John. That is amazing. Before we get, because we're going to go into some music, but I got to say one thing. And Jim Carrey is so deep. That brother is so spiritual. I've heard him say some things on YouTube. I'm going, did I just go to church? Oh, what? <laughs> did, did this man just new thought me? What? I'm like, it blows me away when he goes down that path. Well, He's a lot so of stories to tell about that. Jim and I used to go on meditation retreats at Esalen. <laughs> and then, um, oh. you, know, you probably have heard Jim's commencement address. Yes. And so I worked with Jim on that. And then and I brought, I set up, you know, the opportunity at MIU for him to come and get his honorary doctorate and uh, unveil some of his painting work and, and what have you. It was quite an experience. So, yeah, Jim is it's amazing. I He's love it. It's so dope. Faith, what, what's the music we got today, sis? Oh. I know you picked something special because I got God bumps all over me, so I'm waiting. I know. What you, oh what you got, sister? What's happening? Oh, my God. Well, uh, because of John, oh, my God, everything you're sharing is just so rich. So thank you, first of all. Um, but this is a music meditation, I, I guess, and I, I'd like to think that I was connected when I created this. It's called Song of One, which features um, a prayer from the Islam tradition, uh, the Heart Sutra from Buddhism, um, a Hawaiian healing prayer, and Alleluia from the Christian tradition. Mm -hmm. So let's take a breath and, uh, you know, have what you were talking about this, this moment of complete presence with the music. Thank you.
Episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Sax.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to Voices of the Unity. You know what is so amazing about that? I don't know what they were saying. My soul knew. My soul, my spirit knew. I didn't know what they were saying. But somewhere in my heart, my spirit, my soul knew. That was, wow. Yeah, that's gorgeous, Faith. And I, I don't think that we've necessarily played something like that of yours on the show before. So I'm so glad you shared that. It was just gorgeous. 
Beautiful. You never know what kind of music we get from Faith today. I mean, we just like we show up. We're gonna go on a ceremony and it's mystical. Right. Sometimes it's hip hop. Sometimes it's EDM. Sometimes <laughs> it's like, I mean, that's a, that's the beauty of you, sis. You are just multi. Just like you can go anyway. Well, I loved hearing that was my friend Zuriani Zonnefeld who started, she'll come on our show. She started the Muslims for Progressive Values. Ooh. That was her daughter, four years old, singing La Ilaha Wa Ilala, you know, that they would sing oh. that there's only one God with all those prayers. So, oh, John, I just, you know, all that keeps ringing through my ears when you, when you had your drop bike moment of, I want God. And it just reminded yeah. me of how that, that feels. So, so can you tell us about now to, to our listeners, especially, um, about gate and, and your vision and how can we all be involved hey, Faith, before yes. we get into that can we yes. do one rapid question we know how we do this after music one rapid question one rapid John, if you had okay rapid you gotta oh, think don't you. overthink it but just doing. go it's okay. all of us we're gonna get it we're gonna get a chance to answer this question right. you go into the desert island for the rest of your life what album do you take chad you gonna give it to me i'll right? give it to you first what's the album you take on that desert island what is it brother Oh my gosh. I know. Uh, what is it? Lord have mercy. Probably John. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? I, I mean, John goes last because he's the guest. Oh, Tell yes. one album. What do you take? Come on, brother. Oh my gosh. You know, it keeps coming through my head because I don't what? have anything amazing what? or spiritual for you. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. It hits me, though. I don't know if y'all remember in 1995, Boys to Men put out an album <laughs> called Two. <laughs> Yes, that's the first I thing that comes that. to my head. I, well, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Faith, what's your album? Come on, come <laughs> on, come on. What's the album you my take? What album? There was. I'm not going to bring any because I want to be with silence and or write a new album. But if I had, no, to, no, 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 no. That's a spiritual bypass. That's a spiritual bypass. Nope, I gonna lie. What is it? Paisley Park. Paisley Park. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, go ahead. Tell okay, us. Mine, mine is Sade's Greatest Hits. Okay. Sade, Greatest Hits. It's every track. It's like, oh my God, sister is okay. like, uh. Okay, John, what's your album, brother? Bring us home. <laughs> well, as, as, as a music connoisseur and as someone who has a CD collection of 15,000 CDs, <laughs> Okay. It's almost impossible for me to answer that question. <laughs> yes. But what what immediately came forward is if I could only have one CD with me, one album, it would be the Beatles one, all their number one hits. Mm. Um, yeah. That would because I I love the Beatles and I have a connection <sighs> with them on several levels, and so you know that would probably be it but i I'd, I'd really have to give it some serious thought we'll check back thank yeah. you now, now let's talk about gate oh, i think that's gonna be amazing <laughs> yes. tell us a little bit about gate yeah so in 2003 um the idea for gate emerged uh, in my head and i heard it fully formed gate Global Alliance for Transformational Entertainment, transforming the world by transforming entertainment and arts. And I thought, whoa, I love that. Um, but from 2003 to 2007, I resisted doing anything about it. I thought, nobody's ready for this. Um, you know, people will laugh at me and, you know, I don't care about that, but it's like, nobody's ready for this. And then 
um, I had been working with Eckhart Tolle for a few years. And one day I was sitting with him and I, I said, can I share an idea with you? And he said, yes. And I told him about gate. And he just said to me, do it. And that was, I don't know if you know what a Mahavaki is, but it's a great saying. And sometimes a spiritual master will say, you know, one or two or three words and it kind of puts you into another space. Mm -hmm. And um, it's kind of like Shaktipat verbally, you know. And um, so Eckhart said, do it. And, you know, I shifted. And so um, I said to him, if, if I do an event, will you speak at it and deliver a keynote address on consciousness and entertainment? And he said, yes. And several, a few months before I had introduced Jim to Eckhart. And so I went to Jim and I said, Eckhart and I are going to do this, this event, this organization. Um, will you host it with me, co-host it with me and speak at it? Um, and he said, yes. So I knew with Jim and Eckhart bookending me that I could go many places and, and probably get accepted as I unfolded the idea. So over the course of the next year or so, I began produce, I began developing the event, the, the inaugural event. And we were, uh, CAA offered us their screening room, which seats about 200 people. And I said, thanks, but it's too small. I need a bigger venue. And all of my advisors around me said, no, John, if we can get 200 people who understand this, we're going to be we're going to be doing great. And I said, it's not true. There are tens of thousands of people around the globe who will get this. The, the world, we say the audience is ready and the creatives were ready. And so um, thanks to Jim and I think Ben Stiller, we, we got the Zanuck Theater on the Fox Studios lot, which sat 500 people. And I thought, well, that's a little bit better. OK, I can live with that. And we filled the place. Not only that, we turned away about 1,600 people and created one of the largest traffic jams in front of Fox Studios that they and the, the guard, the security guards were flipping out on us. And because um, people showed up, even if they weren't confirmed, they just thought they could get in. We turned away some pretty powerful and VIP type people. And OK, fine, you know, so. Um, you know, we had our inaugural event and everything just grew from there. Um, and I, we did all these big events, 2000, 3000, 4,000 people. I got I did to be a part of it. I got to you be were part, part of one of them. Yeah. The you were one or the third. Second. I don't remember. You were at the Saban theater though, right? Yeah. We went till 1am. Yeah. Right. Jim in person. That was always my that style, you know, <laughs> register that people was? and then the program starts at 9 a.m. and goes to 2 or 3 a.m. the next morning. Oh, that was Love normal. It. Okay. Yeah, that, Excuse that, me, that um, John. I, hey, John, I wasn't hurt the night you turned me away. What? I wasn't hurt the night you turned me away. Were you I wasn't one of the people? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so... So, you know, I realized at that point, oh, this is something, you know, but as I was sharing with Faith, you know, before we, we began, um, there came a point, you know, I started doing consulting work and, you know, coaching and consulting with creatives. And, and I started, I moved away from doing big events to smaller events, salons. And we did a thing called the New Mind series on the, one of Jim Carrey's side lawns. And, you know, that was only for 50 or 60 people and so on. But I got to a point, folks, where I thought something's missing here. And I'll give you the short version. I realized, oh, uh, you know, we've, we've got a, an action transforming the world by transforming entertainment, arts and media. 
But who is doing that? Well, creative artists. And how are they doing it? From within. So our vision statement became creative artists transforming the world by transforming entertainment, arts, and media from within. And now we've built a new website. We haven't released it yet, maybe in a couple of months. And I envision Gate to be um, a place where creative artists from around the world can come together to meet one another, to collaborate, to showcase their works for one another, to heal, to get answers to important questions, to offer knowledge, to mentor, to be mentored, um, and so on and so forth. Is and and we want to do about two hundred online events a year with with esoteric topics like you know a, a Buddhist approach to a clean house and a clean mind. You know all kinds of really cool events and specifically for creative artists. And that's my that is my 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 focus is is what can we do to make the personal and professional lives of people, of creatives integrate and go within and come back out with, with, with glorious creative products. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. I think that, you know, that's something uh, all three of us are, are very excited about. And, and I Good. think about that and I wonder if, because the question for me that comes up as as someone who creates you know pieces and art and theater and things like that um that I'd love to hear you explore is this idea of kind of changing the world transforming the world with your work from within yes. this idea of this yes. this inward journey um well, <laughs> how that can manifest itself outwardly yes beautiful again you asked a really great question all of you are asking great questions um, so that's at the heart of gate. And in fact, we call it the heart of gate. And it's how the artist's creative process actually influences, you know, our, our exterior behavior in the world. And so ch check this out. You've got an artist and you've got the audience. And then what connects the two is the artist's creative works. Now, when the artist creates, whether they know it or not, they're creating from a very deep level of consciousness. Sometimes we can say it's even transcendental. It is beyond their thought process. It's in a special place. They just know something happens. They're not even quite sure what it is or how it comes about. But what's happening is as the creative artist is creating, whatever they're creating, their consciousness is imbued as creative consciousness energy in that work of art. And then when it's released to the public, so to speak, and somebody is listening to the work or watching it, they're experiencing it, they are being influenced by that subtle influence of consciousness that is embodied in that creative work. Whether it's a fine painting or a film or a song or a voice, whatever it is, a, a dance piece, a poem, it's all imbued with the energy of consciousness itself. So that's why we say creative works are structured in consciousness and are different in different states of consciousness. Your creative process is sacred. It is sacred because it is emanating from the very essence of life, from the innermost aspect of who you are, which is the same as who everybody is. So when you're creating, that channel is open in you and you're creating your works, understand that is a sacred initiation. That is a sacred process. And that work of art that you create, that baby, is imbued with that energy, with that consciousness, with that presence. And that presence is shared with the audience members. So if your work positively, if somebody likes it, it's not just, yeah, I really like that new 
boys to men song or whatever. <laughs> um, it's more, it's, 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 it's much, much deeper. It is more sacred yeah. than that. And yeah. that's, you get influence, you know, you know, it, it does influence you um, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And that's why the arts are such an amazing part of our life. And if you allow me, I'll share a story how this came about. So one day I'm out walking, taking a walk near my home in Venice, and I go by someone's home and I could see into their living room and hanging on the wall was this beautiful painting. And I stopped and I'm kind of admiring it, just thinking about it. I continue walking and I'm thinking about the painting and the artist who painted it. And then someone rides past me on a bicycle and they have music playing and it's loud. And I'm like, oh, I love that song in that band, you know? So now I'm thinking about the musical artist and the fine artist and I continue walking. And then I come to Abbot Kinney and I'm walking down Abbot Kinney and I, I, I see into a storefront and they, there's a TV monitor playing, of all things, a trailer from one of my all time favorite movies, Being There by with Peter Sellers. And so I'm enjoying that. So I continue walking. So now I'm thinking about filmmakers and musicians and singer songwriters and fine artists and poetry and all of that. And then it hits me, boom, it's an inner experience. I say, there isn't anything that isn't art. It's all art. The cracks in the pavement is art. The sky is certainly art. All of the buildings and the architecture of these buildings is art. All the contents of these these buildings is art. And of course, music and film and art, and it's all art. There isn't anything that isn't. And I literally fell to my knees and I had this slight out-of-body experience for lack of a better phraseology. And I heard this voice, imagine if the creative artist disappeared. Unthinkable, unimaginable, unbearable. And that became the basis of the new gate. The emphasis must be on creative artists. Creative artists are the crest jewels in the crown of gate. What would life imagine if you can? What would life be like without the creative artists and their contribution to our lives in all ways? See, that is the esoteric vibe you're talking about, that inner knowing, that inner like creativity. You're tapping into something that, you know, it's so funny because I truly believe everything's God. We're tapping into God. We're tapping into creativity. We're tapping into art no matter what, no matter what it looks like. Um, one of the things that I do, if people saw my notes on a Sunday morning, I'm going to share it. Our listeners won't be able to see it, but I'm going to share it with you. My my talks on a Sunday, it's a mind map. It's a spiritual mind map with colors. So when I give my talk on Sunday, it's like poetry. It is, it is, it is my performance. It is like, and I know how it looks. And if someone took a look at this, they would go, what is this chicken scratch? <laughs> This is Not the everybody. greatest masterpiece that you've ever wait. Wait till this <laughs> masterpiece. And people go, that was the greatest talk I ever heard. I'm going, well, that was God. Yeah, but God was on you, the page. I hope you save all of those. Oh, I have books and books and books of them. Good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It'll come in handy in the future. And um, you know, one of the one of the basic themes in Gate has to do with our daily routine and how we use our time. 
And I have been keeping, I have been creating my daily routine uh, outlines for about 30 years. And um, it changes, you know, I, I, I can't say I change it every six months, but you know, six months, a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I track, I don't track, I, I, I outline what it is I want to do. Do I want to learn new vocabulary? Do I want to deepen my photography? Do I want to make new friends? Um, what herb do I want to take this time? Do I want to drink apple cider vinegar? What time should I go to bed? What time should I get up? How many minutes am I spending or how many hours am I spending in meditation every day? Are there other spiritual practices, whatever? I track all of that in writing and I keep uh, the schedule. And so if I start to get off track, like I find myself sitting on the couch and starting to watch TV too much, I pull out my schedule. What am I supposed to be doing right now that's going to be in my highest and best purpose and reason? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I look at what you're doing uh, you know, in, in that same vein that it that you are, you know, creating these maps in consciousness um, to share with other people. And again, your consciousness is embedded in those principles, in those ideas, in those words that you express. And the audience responds to that at some deep level. And that's why when they walk out, they feel how they feel. Faith, who is this man? Why have you been like trying to keep him a secret? Like what, Faith? That ain't right. Who's his brother? Well, I've never heard John share in this way, right? Because wow. you put on events, you put the creatives in, but to hear from you, I mean, I wanted to say damn like 10 times. Like, right. I wonder say it. It's okay. If all of the creatives damn. out there, like you just really, uh, you're ripping my heart. Like, I mean, yes. in a great way for more light to yes. come through. And I'm trying to lean into the joy and possibility instead of, you know, some of the guilt I've had around. I told you a little bit of like being with my kids and, and I let the, creativity you know the sacred thing kind of go a little bit so you're i love here's the deal about that your creativity does not just manifest in the form of your creative output in music Mm -hmm. your creativity meant you are a creative person and it manifests in everything you do whether it's brushing your teeth or minding your kids or interacting with your husband your creativity is an essential element in every single interaction you have within it you You know damn guys i sat here the other day and i had somebody ask me what are you reading these days yes so i pulled out and i usually read like 10 or 12 books at the same time and i'm looking at this book and what i do is i started organizing them well this one should be here this one should be in the middle and i look at it and i look at it as art because, you know, books mm. are art to me. So I'm standing back and I'm looking and wow. saying, this feels right to me. So I took a picture and I put it on my Facebook page. You know, this is these are the books I'm reading. But for me, it was also an expression of that consciousness, of that creativity, of that flow of life. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. What do we do now? How do we do I don't know. I don't know. It's so, uh, it's so important in to to hear that um, as well, because one of my questions today, and, and I feel like you've already answered it, is, you know, in our lives, when we're starting things, when we're, you know, because, you know, Rev Skip is in this situation where he's coming in and he's taking <laughs> over uh, the lead. And I, in, in my work, I'm taking over uh, the managing director position at this theater. And so we're trying to create things and we're living within systems and people can live within systems in their corporations or wherever they work. 
Um, and so I, I love that you're talking about that. It's almost as if we can make our lives these works of art. And it, it, we don't have to necessarily just wait for those little moments where I can sit down at my piano or I can sit down and play the guitar. I can make that. I can make my job. I can make my life a piece yeah. of art. Yes. In fact, those little moments are is actually every moment. But it's mm. how we see it. It's our relationship to it. You don't have to wait for those little moments to come along. They're always with you. They're always present in everything that you do. But you don't think that by uh, organizing your books or brushing your teeth or whatever, that it's a work of art. It's just some kind of activity that you're doing for whatever reason, you know, and sometimes you got to tear it all down. You know, mm. you got it. You got it. Like I, right now, I'm, I'm going through all my bookcases and I have a few thousand books and I'm just saying, no, 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 yes, no, 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 yes. And, you know, that's an that's a creative work for me because it's it's focusing me. It's narrowing my in, it's narrowing my interest down. It's focusing my interest. So for me, that's a creative act. And, you know, it doesn't matter uh, what you're doing. It, it's about this mindset. It's about this openness to that kind of that quality of consciousness within you that is always functioning. It's never not functioning. It is always there. But it's our, our, our minds get distracted. We allow ourselves to get distracted. We allow ourselves to fall too much in the future or too much into the past. And then we're not we're never here with that experience. And the more you bring your attention, remember that attention is the flow of consciousness. And when you bring your attention to something, you know, then that thing, as they say, grows stronger in our lives. So, and that's when our, our the, the experience of presence is not only felt within, so to speak, but within becomes without, and you feel it all around you. It's a living, breathing experience every single moment. You know, uh, to all our listeners, thank you for being here. We're in the middle of a conscious masterclass. Yes, this is we so are. dope. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm, you know what? I, I gotta say this, and I, I love to say this. We're about at the place where we call it the SSP, but I want to share this before we get into our sexy spiritual pebbles, because this is so dope. And I don't know why I'm called to bring this into the conversation, because we're close to Thanksgiving. Okay. Gratitude. How does gratitude play a big part in your life, John? And you know, because this is our Thanksgiving week. And I think gratitude is something we need to talk about. So how does gratitude play a part in Thank this you. development of gates? Thank you. Well, I'm going to expand that a little bit. These days, probably due to my age, probably due to a number of factors, it's very easy for me to tear up. And that tearing up stems from gratitude. So it doesn't matter if I'm thinking about something from the past or if I'm thinking about right this moment, or I'm thinking about something in the future, which actually all are one, but appear to be separate. It's all about gratitude. So I find myself, and it's not so much, it's not about, it's not so much about thinking about gratitude. It's actually about feeling gratitude, which is actually a very quiet and even silent experience. You don't have to express yourself through words to feel that gratitude. Feeling the gratitude is gratitude. And you bring that into whatever you're doing or whomever you're in connection with or whatever you're saying. Every moment is a moment of gratitude. 
And it's not something that's screaming itself at you from, from inside your head. It's, it's an awareness that is there. It is presence. One of the guises of presence is, the, is gratitude. It's the feeling of gratitude. And, and it's not, again, it's not loud. But um, as I said before, that, you know, life is meditation. And a part of that experience is that feeling. And it's actually even beyond feeling. It is something that transcends feeling. But it is this experience of true gratitude. Gratitude, presence, call it God, call it being, call it consciousness. It's all the same thing. It just has different flavors, just different flavors that manifest at different times under different circumstances and conditions. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. Um, we're at the point where, John, we call this the SSP. It's a sexy spiritual nugget. It's our takeaway, our mic drop moment, how we end the show. And I want to piggyback on what you just said in this thing. I have this quote, and I knew I was going to read it today, but I didn't know where, and it fits right in. This is from uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith, Life Visioning Book. If y'all ain't got it, y'all got to get it. And he writes this about gratitude. He says this, gratitude is a prayer that acknowledges the gift of existence. And he uses the big E that's talking about God that we can laugh, dance, sing, love, eat, create, celebrate, heal, transform, and that we have the full equip to become self-realized beings. Gratitude opens our inner sight to the fact that we already have been provided all the gifts of existence with the big E. Everything we do is just God, it's just, it's just, it's creativity, it's, it's art. I'm taking away from this moment that even if I look at my toenails and they all beat up right now, <laughs> that I need a pedicure, but they, they don't because they clean right now, they clean right now. But if they did, that too would be art, yo. And I can be grateful for that. That's my SSP, baby. I'm throwing it over to Faith. Faith, you up next. I did first, you second. That was beautiful. Thank you. You and your toes. Uh, John, <laughs> John has like dropped the mic like 30 times in this whole Damn. podcast. So first, um, my takeaway from our time here is just to really em to embody and appreciate the creator that I am and, and really to honor that creator in each other. I mean, how would that change everything? If, as I walk by, not only acknowledge nature, but to look at the, you know, the person in traffic or whatever, you know, um, the people that I would just maybe t not take notice to their presence. But uh, so, John, you have brought me to a whole other level of appreciation of what it means to be a creator and to acknowledge the billion creators, you know, th that are around me. So thank you. Such a gift. Chatty. Yes. Well, I, I echo that 100% faith. I feel uh, I yeah. feel much more centered and, and um, um, excited about, uh, you know, my endeavors. I, I feel like just personally right now, I am in that place, you know, because we try to be very transparent on our on our program here. And I'm in a place right now where the secondary part of life has certainly started to overshadow the primary purpose sometimes. Um, and so today feels kismet to me. It feels, I feel very blessed to hear what you have to say. Just extremely grateful. And, you know, the big, my SSP is, is really thinking about what you said, that every moment is one of those still, still small moments, that every moment 
can be one of those those special times or those those purposeful intentional times um, and that's something I'm going to carry with me through the week for sure. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. You know, interesting thing to me these days is if any one of you asked me what we spoke about, I can't tell you because when you're in it, we're unforgettable. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I don't know what I said. I don't know what was said. It just comes and it goes and you don't attach to it. And if somebody asked me, what did you talk about during your conversation today? I have no idea. You know, I really don't. I mean, I have a vague sense of it, but I don't remember any specifics. It no, it, you know, memory is an interesting thing because memory doesn't have to remember everything. Mm -hmm. There are certain mm -hmm. things that it will remember, but there are certain things that only serve to clog up our awareness, our mental mm -hmm. faculty and so forth. Yes. And in the world yes. that we live in today, there is so much stimulation. There is so yes. much noise. Yes. And I say to people, transcend mm -hmm. the noise. Don't mm -hmm. try to remember everything. You know, FOMO, fear of missing out. Don't fear of, of, that you're missing out on anything. You are already a part of everything. And whether you know it or not, you're, you're aware of whatever else is going on out there at some deep level. We know this because we're influenced by what's going on on the other side of the world. Sometimes we feel sad for no reason. And yet, when you explore it a little bit more, you know, you can feel the nature of that sadness and that it has something to do with what's going on with other people in other parts of the world. It's yes. not just your own personal sadness. You're a cosmic being and part of what you pick up on is this sadness that is permeating yeah. the world. And yeah. by giving it a little bit of our healing attention, you know, maybe it brings a drop, a drop in the bucket, but it's still something. And that's what's so important. Transcend the noise. Don't allow anything to pollute your awareness, your consciousness, oh. your mind, your body, and so on and so Ooh, forth. Transcend John. the noise. That is so big. That is the greatest SSP that we could have today. <laughs> that was like the mic drop moment. Oh, so my goodness. You know, the main thing that he just said was, I ain't got to remember what I say. I love that because I do that well. I, I get off stage and people go, that was the greatest talk you ever did. I went, what did I say? I don't know what I said, so I don't have to remember it. John, thank you so much. Will you come back and be a guest another time? Seriously, I learned so much. Friday. Yes. That was so awesome. Thank you so much. It was my honor. So amazing. Hey, John, where can people find out about Gate? Where can they get in touch with you if they just... They so want to when, get in touch with you. So when the website goes live, it'll be gatenation.org. And it'll hopefully go live in a couple months. Okay. And, um, uh, you know, if anybody contacts you and wants to be in touch with me, then, you know, Faith has my email address. And if she feels to, she can share that with them. Okay. I want to join Gates. I want to be a part of this. Seriously. This is the movement I've been praying for, John. Yes. Seriously. And not yeah. only that, John, like, you know, anytime it, whenever it comes out, hopefully, yeah, you don't have an email list yet, maybe for it, but. You do actually, but. but yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm on it, but anyway, uh, 
I what I'm trying to say is we will happily pass on any information at any absolutely. time to get much. people involved because absolutely yeah. it means a lot to us yeah. what you're doing. Thank you so much. Hey, Thank let's you. say this. Hey, Faith, where are you this week? Are you around for Christmas? Are you taking a vacation to <laughs> Maui or Hawaii? Your staycations in Hawaii just like oh yeah no I think I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I think I had shared, I think I'd shared, you know, I'm, I'm going to be joining the Unity Spiritual Center out in Ohio um, this, this Sunday, but I, I'm online and my heart is just, I can't wait for the gate website is all I'm saying. Yeah. I know it's so <laughs> me. It's all about the gate right now. And you know, I'm going to be totally honest with you. When you first said it, John, I thought you were saying the gay website. I was like, Gay, okay, I'm in. I'm in. Gay, the, 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 the gay community. Yes, and then you, I realized you were saying gates, not yeah. gay. All so I'm just saying. All our welcome. <laughs> hey, Chad, brother, what are you doing this week? Getting close to Thanksgiving? Are you settling in? What are you I'm doing? recovering. I'm recovering from you, Skip. You just uh, always. Gay what? what? <laughs> no, God bless you. Uh, we. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, you can find us at arcshakes.com, A-R-K, not A-R-C, uh, arcshakes.com. Uh, we just put out our big season reveal video I'm, I'm really proud of. Uh, so we revealed our 2023 summer season. We've got um, classes coming up in January. You can sign up on the website for um, uh, performance classes and things like that. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going in, I'm going to go into hibernation, uh, from producing for about a month or so. Very nice. What about you? Hey, about you at my Parker. I'm going to put my Parker on right now for you, my yes. brother, as I turn down my air conditioner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, you can always catch me at RevSkip on all of the socials, RevSkip on Instagram, on Facebook. And guess what, y'all? I already always said I'm not doing TikTok. Guess who's ticking and guess who's talking? Oh, guess who's on TikTok? Snap. So it's okay. Rev Skip Jennings on TikTok. Right. And um, hey, that's how we're going to become sustainable in our spiritual community. Spiritual community where I'm the senior minister is spiritual community SCSL here in Fort Lauderdale, where if you want to connect with us every Sunday morning at 1030 Eastern Standard Time online or in person. We had 177 people in person right now. We're growing our community, diverse, young, it's beautiful, it's hip, great music, a lot of fun, and um, we're getting ready for our holiday season. Also, if we go to skipjennings.com, you can find out how you can join me in Bali. I'm going to Bali, y'all, in June, June 4th through the 14th as a spiritual journey and retreat where we're going to be traveling to temples and doing yoga every day, meditation. So get your information by going to skipjennings.com. Hey, y'all, we have a Instagram account. It is voices.of.unity. I got it right. And also we have a Facebook group where you can join the Facebook group and join and interact with us, Voices of Unity on Facebook. Wow, y'all. Faith, you told us, and I didn't say no. I told you get ready for John. So you should have said, you should have said, fasten up your spiritual seatbelt, because that that I that was so dope. Thank yeah. you, John, for being John, a part of our John, community. John, you have the last say. You have the last words on our show today. What do you want to say to our listeners? <laughs> Silence. I think he already said it. He done already said it, yo. What else can he say? But I know he's gonna be back. 
And um, I know he's going to come back in one more time and do do this many more times, I see. Many, many more times. So, so grateful, y'all. We love you here at Voices of Unity. Um, all we have to say is have a wonderful Thanksgiving. God bless everyone. We love you. Aloha. Subscribe, like, and share. Spread the love. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.